The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Sports Yak Podcast is powered by Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the Fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame Athletic events are available at und.com slash buy tickets. Also by Pyramid Equipment. Be prepared this winter season by checking the condition of your snow removal equipment. Pyramid Equipment is a locally owned business in Rolling Prairie, Indiana that sells, services, and installs residential and commercial grade snow plows, parts, and salt spreaders. Pyramid Equipment is your trusted dealer of Meyer and Snow Dog products. Old man winners ready. Are you? Service discount for military, fire, and police available. Call 800-833-2591 or find them on the web at pyramidequipmentinc.com. From South Bend, Indiana, you know where that's at. I don't. It's Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freeby. I'm the booth announcer, Jim Shorts. Sports Yak! And welcome to episode 139 of the Sports Yak. Oh, you mean the Hooks Witsy episode? Hooks Witsy! <laughs> Hooks was a great pitcher for the New York Giants. Got the nickname because his curveball was even better than his fastball, so he relied on it heavily, and thus got the nickname Hooks. And, uh, in fact, he uh, nearly had a perfect game. He had gone 26 consecutive batters in 1908, and the last batter of the game, the pitcher, George McQuillan, 2-2 count. He plunks George with the pitch, hits him. There goes the perfect game. As I hear you say, Hooks Witsy, and who was our Wednesday guy? Jose Cardinal. Mm-hmm. Coach Switzy did not have a fro like Jose Cardinal. Don't worry. I've been thinking about, A, where do I need to go to find those cards and maybe do a sports yak collection of all those people? We, should do, so, we should do some sort of sports yak photo collage yes. of Noodles. who we dedicate the show to. Oh, Heine Manouche, Van Lingle Mungo, Noodles Han, and now Hooks Switzy. Hooks Witsy. Chuck, where were you September 12th, 1986? September 12th, 1986. Uh, I probably was on the road with ESPN um, doing stats for a game. Okay. Yeah. Lou Holtz's first pep rally. Mm-hmm. We've got some high-quality audio to play. Oh, do we? Mm-hmm. I am so proud to be in Notre Dame, not because of me or that I deserve to be here. But from the time I grew up, I loved this school. I heard about it. I read about it. 
I don't bring tears to my eyes very often. I'm not a particularly emotional person. But I thank God for giving me the opportunity to be here with you. I didn't come here to be a legend. I came here just like you and the rest of them to achieve. And I don't care what happens. If there's any way in this world to have great academics, we'll never sacrifice that. And win the national championship, we're going to do it this way. Thank you. And there you have it. Well, that gets us ready for the college football weekend. We've got the Notre Dame home opener, the 90th season of Notre Dame Stadium. Debuts tomorrow as the Irish take on the Bob Davies New Mexico Lobos. The former Irish head coach now at the University of New Mexico not making the trip because he had a health incident a couple of weeks ago. His team will probably wish they hadn't made the trip by about halftime. Notre Dame should roll in this game. We'll preview it for you tomorrow on Countdown to Kickoff on WNDU starting at 1.30. I was listening to you on another show. Let's call it the Mistress Show. And um, I thought you brought up a great point. He had quite a staff back in the day. He did. That Bob Davey. Can you talk a little bit about that? The staff that he put together for his first season in 1997, he had brought in uh, an offensive coordinator by the name of Kevin Rogers. And Kevin brought with him basically his offensive uh, staff, which included guys like Steve Adazio, who's now the head coach at Boston College, Dan Mullen, who's now the head coach at Florida. You already had some people on staff like the legendary Joe Moore, who the Offensive Line Award is named for in college football. Urban Meyer was on the staff. Oh, yeah, that guy, he only won a couple of national championships in his career. Uh, Then you had guys like uh, Greg Madison was still on the staff at that time. He was the defensive line coach. Greg Madison went on to a, a long career at Michigan and just left Michigan to become the uh, defensive line coach at Ohio State. Oh, wow. Which is an interesting transition. Uh, then you've got guys like uh, Joker Phillips, Mike Sanford Sr. In all, there were seven people who went on to become college head coaches who were assistant coaches on that staff. Hmm. So after Notre Dame, Davey goes to Texas? Davey, after Notre Dame, went into broadcasting for quite some time. ESPN for like 10 years? Yeah, yeah. and then he wound up at the University of New Mexico. Okay, I thought there was a one more stop in there. No, he had been at Texas A&M as the defensive coordinator before he came to the University of Notre Dame on Lou Holtz's staff. So New Mexico is going to get their heinies handed to him, but what are we going to watch Notre Dame do tomorrow? Work well, on their craft? Exactly. The focus this week has been on technique in the Irish camp. Obviously, all eyes are going to be on Ian Book, who was only 14 of 23 in the opener against Louisville. So uh, is his accuracy better? Because over his career, he's been a a 67% completion rate. 14 of 23 is only 60%. It may not sound like much. It's a lot. It's a lot when you misfire on passes like that because you never know what's going to happen with an errant pass. And quite frankly, a lot of the passes he did complete against Louisville were not thrown well. Uh, some other things to keep an eye on in this game, the running game. You know, Jafar Armstrong is gone, so Tony Jones Jr. takes over as the lead running back. How many carries will Kyron Williams get? Jameer Smith has a sprained toe. Will he play at all? What about Cole Komet? Will he get any time at tight end? They say he could be ready for this game. How do you work him in before the Irish play Georgia in a week? 
What about the offensive line? How much better will they play? Yes, the Irish ran for 239 yards against Louisville, but quite frankly, there were at least four fourth or four third down and two situations where the Irish failed to convert. With a veteran offensive line like they have, they should be able to convert those situations. So all those are things to watch on offense. And then defensively, New Mexico has some weapons. They've got some good speed at the wide receiver spot. They've got a running back by the name of Amari Davis, who's pretty good. So how will the Irish try to keep the Lobo offense in check? New Mexico has a new offensive coordinator this year. They put 39 on the board in their opener. It was against Sam Houston State. I'm going to bet that the Irish do a lot better job than Sam Houston State in controlling the Lobo offense. Chuck, who is uh, Book throwing to tomorrow? Well, Chase Claypool is the number one receiver. Ho- well, hopefully he's throwing to the guys in blue jerseys. That would be my recommendation. <laughs> okay. Throw to the guys in blue jerseys. First and foremost. Uh, but Chase Claypool is the number one receiver on this team. Chris Fink is kind of considered the number two. And then Lawrence Keyes is uh, another young man to keep an eye on. He's kind of become the slot receiver with the injury to Michael Young. Purdue football, you can hear that on Pulse FM this weekend. 730 on Saturday night, and the big question mark for the Boilermakers going into the game with Gary Patterson's TCU Horned Frogs is, can Elijah Sindelar play? He suffered a concussion in last week's win over Vanderbilt, even though he threw for over 500 yards and was the Big Ten Player of the Week. And what happens to the Boilermakers if Sindelar can't go in that game? That Those are some huge questions for Purdue. Not to mention, can this Purdue defense... Uh, rise up and take care of TCU, which uh, traditionally has been a pretty potent offensive team, as most teams in the Big 12 are. So that's the 7.30 kickoff on Pulse. The noon kickoff on Pulse, Indiana takes on number 6 Ohio State. And the Hoosiers have a question mark at quarterback as well. Now, Tom Allen was very vague as to what has happened to Michael Penix and what he is quote-unquote working through. He did say it didn't happen in the win last week against Eastern Illinois, so we have to assume that it may have happened in practice. But whatever the case, Penix just hasn't been right this week in practice. So will Peyton Ramsey get the call for IU as they take on Ohio State? You want to segue to high school football? Sure, why not? 46th game of the week tonight is down at the Rock Pile in Plymouth. Northridge, 3-0 and and ranked number 10 in the coaches' poll. Takes on 2-1 and one and ninth-ranked Plymouth in a key Northern Lakes Conference game. And uh, earlier this week, I had a chance to talk to both coaches about how important tonight's game is. You know every time that you go to go to Plymouth or they come up here, it, it is going to be one of those who's going to be more physical. And uh, John Barron does such a good job as far as the tradition he's built down at Plymouth and having just kids that are uh, that blue-collar mentality. Um, they, they know their fits. They play hard. Uh, they understand what it's like to be Rocky, and we're hoping that that you know we've got to match that. We got to match the physicality. We got to match the intensity. Um, the, it is going to be an environment. It is always is when you go to Plymouth, and so you know the the kids understand that. Running game, and that's their strength. You know, I don't think anybody attacks attacks B gap better than Northridge that we play. Uh, I don't know if anybody traps better than Northridge than we play. Their center guard combo of blocking back and pulling is really uh, it's really good. So we're going to have to try to defend that. Um, it, and it's a it's a it's easier said than done. So we're playing for championships every Friday night in Plymouth. So uh, we've got a good football team. We're playing a good football team. 
but I like our guys. I wouldn't trade out my guys for any anybody's. So uh, as long as we compete and stay healthy, things should be good for us. So the first coach you heard was Tom Wagaman of Northridge. Then you heard John Barron from Plymouth, and they leave no doubt this is going to be a physical matchup tonight. You can watch it Facebook Live on our 46 Sports page at 7. And, of course, as you have for the last 30 years on TV 46, tonight at 11 and tomorrow morning at 9, great way to start your Saturday morning in my humble opinion. But there's some other good games as well tonight, Corey. NIC has a battle of the unbeatens. Riley takes on Marion. Marion getting a lot of love. Why not? They're ranked number seven in Class 3A. They've given up a total of seven points in their first three games. They take on a Riley team that's 3-0, and and uh, the former Notre Dame defensive back, Jarvis Edison, the head coach at Riley these days, and He's really worked on changing the culture there. As we've been focused on what we need to do on the day-to-day, which is just the process, you know, of, of building our house. We've already got our foundation set to where it needs to be, um, but we're steadily focusing on hammering away and, and straining at the things we need to do to get to that improvement level. That What's the strength of that foundation? It's our, it's our seniors. It's our senior class and then also just our, our culture. Our culture is a strong point. Um, it's not completely where it needs to be, but I feel like it's it's made a turnaround, and you know it's it's a culture that's positive and one that's that's competitive and well, working hard. So it's homecoming for Riley over at Jackson Field. Of course, they're dealing with a, a tragedy this week: the death of one of their players, Curtis Frazier, a young man who wasn't dressed out last week because he hadn't made enough practices, so he was at home. And while Riley was wrapping up a one-point win over Adams, Curtis Frazier was gunned down in the streets of South Bend and dies. And that's going to be a very heavy heart that the Riley players take onto the field at Jackson Field tonight. In some other games around the area, Big Stark County rivalry has Knox taking on North Judson. Knox is ranked 10th in the coaches' poll. The last two years, they've beaten their county rivals by a count of 14-7, to so Points likely at a premium tonight in that one. And a big game over in the Doonland Conference tonight. Number four, Valparaiso, takes on number eight, Michigan City. Again, two very solid defenses. Valpo's got a couple of D1 prospects on their defense. Uh, Michigan City has struggled a little bit on offense on the way to a 2-1 and one record. We'll see how they do on the road tonight against the Vikings. And if you're so inclined to see some Division One talent, uh, Cincinnati St. Xavier has a young man. I can't recall his name off the top of my head, but he's headed to Penn State. He's their quarterback, and they play at Penn. Tonight, the Kingsmen trying to avoid a 1-3 and three start for the first time since 2010. How about Benton Harbor at Elkhart Central? Interesting interstate matchup there. The Blue Blazers made the trek up to Farnham Field last year. Benton Harbor has some speed. That could test the Blazers, and the Blazers will also be without Their star running back, Mark Bromley, he was ejected from last week's game against Jimtown, so he can't play. Neither can their middle linebacker, Drew Stimak. So the the Blue Blazers have to kind of rally the troops and get ready for this Benton Harbor team. If Central can get the win, they'll be 4-0 for the first time since 2004. Another area team looking to go 4-0 for the first time since 1981. West Noble, the Chargers have to take on Angola. Angola beat them last year by a count of 21-7. to Did Josh Gross and the Chargers have what it takes to avenge that one and move on to a victory tonight? Also up in Michigan tonight, big game in the Southwest 10, Corey. K-12 
Cassopolis and Centerville. They're both 2-0, and but they've gone about it in different ways. Cassopolis has not given up a point in its first two games. Centerville is averaging 55 points a game. Something's got to give tonight over in Bulldog Country, where last year they had their best season ever at 9-2. and uh, Can Cassopolis continue its dominance in the Southwest 10 Conference? Oh, and your alma mater, Lakeshore tonight, entertaining Niles. That uh, shouldn't be too much problem for the Lancers up at Al Stockman Stadium. Hey, hey, IU fans, are you ready for football? It's fall. It's time to tailgate. Mascots are stupid. This is Don Fisher, voice of Indiana football. Catch every Hoosier football game on 103.1 Pulse FM. Now back to Sports Yak. Hey there, sports fans. Welcome to week two of football, baby. I'm Jimmy Shorts here with the coach. Mike, Chicago lost last week at home to a bunch of deer-eating cheeseheads. Easy, big Mike. Please, baby. Chicago travels to Mile High Stadium. Pot City. Chicago looked tired last week. No oxygen this week. So bet the under. Watch your BP, Mike. I'm taking Chicago to beat the potheads. You like that? Don't you, Mike? So bet Chicago this week. I'm Jimmy Shorts. He's the coach. Let's talk about the NFL happening on Sunday. Well, the Bears have to, uh, they've got to win this one, in my opinion, Corey, if they want to be able to make the playoffs this year. They are struggling offensively, as we remember from the opener against Green Bay. And now they take on their former defensive coordinator, Vic Fangio, and the Denver Broncos, who stumbled out of the gate on Monday night against the Oakland Raiders. I don't think there's any doubt roster spots 1 through 53. The Bears have better talent than the Broncos. But will Mitchell Trubisky be able to shake off the cobwebs of a terrible performance on opening night? and do something against Denver, or will Vic Fangio look at that game film that the Packers produced and say, hey, we can do these same kind of things and confuse Trubisky and make him try to beat us. So it should be a very interesting chess match. That is a late afternoon game, I believe, on Fox. Anybody else you're keeping your eye on in the NFL? Well, I'm sure we should. I'm sure we should probably keep our eye on the Indianapolis Colts as uh, they are in action this week at home. Or, excuse me, are they at home this week? Let's see. I know they've got Atlanta the following week at home, but they're at Tennessee this week. The Titans, of course, look very impressive on opening day, beating the Cleveland Browns. Uh, The Colts saw one get away on the road, so now they've got another road test, this one in the division. And again, if you lost on opening day, I mean, uh, my buddy John Carroll refers to it as the fork test because if if you go 0-2, it's almost time to stick a fork in you. You're done. (laughs) And these are the situations facing both the Colts and the Bears as they go into these contests this weekend. And what about the Lions who are 0-0-1? Well, they're at home against that Charger team that beat the Colts on opening day. So the Lions have their home opener at Ford Field. Early start for the boys from L.A. It'll be 10 o'clock in the morning L.A. time, but I don't think that's going to phase Phillip Rivers and the Chargers. I look for them to win at Ford Field. 
Late night for the South Bend Cubs. I think they wrapped up 12.30, 1 o'clock? I know it was after I went to bed, and Woo! I went to bed at 11.30, and uh, they had they were just getting ready to pull the tarp at that point. But the good news for Buddy Bailey and the South Bend Cubs is they now lead the Midwest League Championship Series by a count of 2 nothing after a 3-2, 10-inning win over Clinton last night. Cole Roderer scampers home on a wild pitch in the 10th with the game winner. And now South Bend just one win away from its first Midwest League title since, I believe, 2005. They go to Clinton. They play Saturday night at 7.30. Riley Thompson will get the start on the hill for the South Bend Cubs as they look for the clinchers. So good luck to Buddy Bailey and the boys over the weekend. Hopefully by Monday on the act, we're talking about a Midwest League championship. Yeah. And in the Windy City. Well, the Chicago Cubs got another great outing from Hugh Darvish yesterday. Over 12 strikeouts, only two hits, and they beat San Diego by a count of 4-1. to one. Here, let me list the Cub pitchers who, in the live ball era, have had uh, 12 strikeouts or more and allowed two hits or less in a game. Okay. Kerry Wood, Hugh Darvish, that's it. That's the list. So Darvish joining very exclusive company yesterday and keeping the Cubs in the wild card hunt. Tied with Milwaukee for that number two wild card spot. The good news for the Cubs, they come home for the next nine against the Pirates, the Reds, and the hated Redbirds of St. Louis. Before we started the yak, Chuck put his eyes on Notre Dame men's basketball schedule and made a comment. Oh, well, my boy Tom Noy at the South Bend Tribune is is steaming, and uh, he thinks Mike Bray should be too, but he figures Bray will probably just take it in stride like he normally does. But the ACC scheduler did no favors to Notre Dame, especially in the month of February. And remember, this is a Notre Dame team that went 3-15 and in the Atlantic Coast Conference last year. But here's the little stretch that they have coming up in eight days in February, which sounds like it should be like a uh, some sort of Tom Clancy novel. Or maybe a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. Eight days in February. Sunday, February 9th, they're at Clemson for an early evening game in the ACC television package. Tuesday, the 11th, they're at Virginia, 9 p.m. tip-off. You fly home from that, you got a day and a half to get ready because Saturday, the 15th, you're, oh, yeah, you're at Duke. You're at Duke. Three straight road games there, one against the defending national champion and one against a team that's always in the national championship hunt. And you think, okay, we finally get to come home. Yeah, you got a Saturday game with Duke. You got a big Monday game against North Carolina. Mm. So four games in eight days, three of them against national powers. Ooh, Whatever momentum Notre Dame may be able to build going into that, that's going to be a challenge to keep any momentum going there. Did Tom stick a mic in uh, Bray's face? Well, no. Did he, he get did. any kind of comment or anything? No. No, Ooh, he boy. did not. Woo! My goodness. So that's, uh, that's a man's schedule <laughs> right there. Hey, Purdue fans, it's football time. Rope, rope, rope for Purdue. Purdue, do, do. A Purdue, do, Purdue, bo, bo, This is Tim Newton, voice of Purdue football. Catch every Boilermaker game on Pulse FM. Now back to Sports Yak. Now, uh, pop culturally, yes. you are taking in a band that I have never seen 
uh, at least in person. I saw them on the Today Show yesterday morning. They're on the Today Show yesterday morning, and they're where tonight? The Allegan County Fair. Oh, New York and Allegan County certainly have a lot in common. Who are you and your bride going to see? Little Big Town. What do you like about them? They remind me of the Fleetwood Mac, four-part harmony, great songs. I think they veer a little outside of the country genre, and it's more of a pop uh, feel to it, but I, I love them. I've loved them for a couple of years. Not to be completely ignorant, but give me some of their hits. No more calling me baby, no more loving like crazy till you take me down. Take me down. You better take me down. Take me down. Take me down to the little white church. Take me down. Take me down. Take me down. Take me down. Take me down to the little white church. Take me down. Yeah, it's not bad. Did you see what Cam Newton wore to his post-game press conference yesterday for the Tampa Bay Carolina game? He's two for two on uh, the Prince look from the early 90s. No, this isn't. He looked like he was doing an impersonation of his grandma for a chunky soup commercial. (laughs) All he needed was some curlers underneath that scarf, and it would have looked like Saturday morning back in the day. I would have said, Luella. That's my mom's middle name. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. As as we take this show on a little ADD ride here in the closing minutes today. Okay. Uh, you mentioned football tomorrow. You are now a credentialed member of the media. That's right. Going into the press box for the first time in how long at Notre Dame Stadium? Mm. There, was, there was a time there where I didn't miss a game because of working over at U93 for about seven years. So, 2001, 2002. Okay. I haven't been to the new anything. You haven't been to the new press box. No, I have not. Okay, where you get to stare into the sun for a 2.30 game. Congratulations. (laughs) So, the first piece of advice I'm going to give you is bring sunglasses. Okay. I'm serious about that. Uh, Number two, will you uh, be going into the press conference after the game? I don't know how to do that, but I would like to. Well, you just follow the hordes of media downstairs. Mm-hmm. Do not follow me, necessarily. I can get you to the field, but I have post-game duties on WNDU. You do TV? After the game. I'm doing post-game show on TV. So I can't hold your hand and take you in there. So you go down to the field, like towards the end of the game, and then right. you go down the tunnel for the press conference. Yes, and up into the media The room, room there on the left? It's actually on the right as you go up the tunnel. Oh, is it? Yeah, the okay. locker room is on the left. They're not going to let you in there. I thought there was like a pre-room in there. Used to be on the left. They've moved it. Okay. Yeah. I saw Garth Brooks' uh, press conference in that room. That's Correct. Was, okay. Yes. But it's on the right. It's on the right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to, I'm I'm diving in, take some notes, Are see you, if I can give you some feedback you know, on Monday. Your, Put your phone up there and get some sound bites, or will you just rely on taking them offline? I would say it's kind of easy for us to. I would say do go, it that way. Yeah. But it would be kind of cool if I did put it up there and go and put the Sports Yak sticker right there so he can see it because it's on my phone. Mm-hmm. And and then tap it. You could do that. That might mean you have to linger a little longer than security would like you at the podium. <laughs> yeah. So. We'll be curious to hear about little Corey's adventures on Monday. <laughs> Got an email yesterday at 6 uh, a.m. or p.m.? 6 t- 
10 p.m. Okay. Hi, Corey. I have been slammed. I could do this interview next week. Sorry I'm not more prompt with my response. Jim Cornelison. Oh, very nice. I have been trying really hard. What about your boy Wayne? You've just He's jumped just, off the Wayne wagon? No, I've I've I send him like a weekly message. I got the And he ignores you. I as they say, slide into his DMs. Oh. And he's not uh he hasn't responded in a while. Okay. But I'm excited about Jim. I'm I thought about after I read that email, I thought they've never done anything like that for a football game, have they? It's always the band. It's all well, yeah. You're not going to take Always away. the band. Yeah. The band, I don't think, is very interested in sharing the stage with some vocalist. Yeah. Not just some vocalist. The dude can sing. You I must under- agree. I understand that. I not- We're talking Blackhawks, Bears, Cubs. I'm not quibbling on that at all. I'm just saying that the Notre Dame band is not interested in sharing the stage. Mm. Now, I know that the Purdue All-American Marching Band with the world's largest drum does it at the Indianapolis 500 when Jim belts it out. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think I still have that on my phone that I shot off the TV at home, probably breaking all kinds of FCC rules. And once again, let me show you the difference between here's caring and here's me. (laughs) That's a wide arm's length. It's a wide berth, my friend. This feels like a good, compact episode. We got out the the pertinent information. We tried to inform and entertain you along the way. Mm -hmm. We probably failed, but nevertheless, that's the way it is when you're doing the Hooks Witsy episode. (laughs) Monday means episode 140. I have no idea who it will be. No? I, I don't look ahead like that. You see me in here mm-hmm. scrambling right before we hit record to try to find you something. Mm-hmm. Today, <laughs> I found you Hooks. Hooks Witsy. Hooks Witsy. Mm-hmm. And his big old curveball. If there's a Sports Yak fan who has a real good line on a baseball card store or their own collection, drop us a line. Or just... You want the actual cards? You don't want to just collect the images off of the. I, th- I think it'd be a fun treasure machine. hunt to go find the cards. Ah, because I think they could be found. I no, I don't think you're going to find a Hooks Witsy card. You don't think so? I don't think so. Well. I don't think you're going to find a Hooks Witsy. You might find a Heine Manoush. You might fan, find a Van Lingle Mungo. You're not going to find a Noodles Han. No Noodles Han. You're not going to find it. How about Cardinal? Jose Cardinal is out there. Yeah. Yeah. I probably have it at home. Yeah. Yeah. Not that you'd go look for us. You're very oh, busy. Don't don't play the. Not that you'd go look for us. Is that how I sound? Yeah, that's exactly how you <laughs> sounded right now. <laughs> and if I wanted a bunch of whining, I would go out to the Feed the Hungry warehouse next Wednesday when we're supposed to be out there. Instead, they bumped it back a little bit because, well, we're soft around here. I'll leave you with this. Yesterday, we had some guests in the studio, and we do a like a dad joke corny joke moment at 8.50, and I pulled out a really horrendous joke. Did you know that the word bed looks like an actual bed? Yes. To which our guest said, paused, is that the joke? She left me a note on my desk last night when all was said and done. It just said bed, and then down at the bottom, is that the actual joke? Love the show. She said that about that show in there. Nobody has ever said that about, well, they we have had people say love the show about this one. Hey, I'll show you some numbers later today.
This thing's taking off. Yes, sir. Okay? All right. Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga Luga Hootswitzy. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Ooga Luga Hootswitzy. There it is. You've been listening to Sports Yak, brought to you by Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the Fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame Athletic events available at und.com slash buy tickets. And buy Pyramid Equipment. Think Pyramid Equipment for your snowplow needs, sales, services, and installations of residential and commercial-grade snowplows, parts, and salt spreaders. Pyramid offers military, police, and firemen's discounts. Find us, PyramidEquipmentInc.com. Everybody get out of here. There's a lobster loose. Oh, holy cow, he's loose. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.